Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about some news going on in CDL, a potential team being bought out by another popular organization, some concerns over the longevity of the OWL and CDL, um, and some concerns overall long-term for COD Esports. There was a lot of beef on the timeline over the weekend, um, some creators getting some skins in the game. All happened since we last recorded uh, the last podcast. We're going to talk about all that, as well as talking about the matches from this past weekend and giving our predictions for this upcoming weekend of matches. Busy episode here today, and we're going to dive right on into it and get into it. Uh, if you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, if you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star view. We uh, actually, like on the audio platforms, gained like 45 followers off the last podcast. Crazy number. Um when you're really scaling it out. So appreciate the support on there. You guys continue to kill it and continue to impress me um, with the support on there. So we really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Uh, do, doing pretty good for a Monday, a rainy Monday here in Wisconsin. Hoping for better weather soon. But yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, Brock and I grinding this one out because one of our, our best friends birthday is today we're going to dinner a little bit we said we got to grind this out first so we're still getting the podcast out under some uh strenuous conditions for you guys so we appreciate the support and you guys continuing to tune in also i was looking back today this is podcast number 35 for brock roughly number 35 for brock roughly six months in so everybody give brock a round of applause in the comments about half a year in a podcast number 35 and I think I, I, yeah, I clicked on like the first podcast you were in and I remember I was mentioning like thanking everyone for like 600 subs or something like that. We were on the road to 700 and now here we are. We're like at 970 something only like less than 30 away from a thousand. So in that time, we've gained a pretty good amount of headway, three, four hundred more subs and we're, Mm -hmm. we're approaching that thousand. So we appreciate all the support. Yes, we do. Um, we got some fun news today, actually, though, like this is. Some of the more fun news I can honestly remember having in quite some time because, you know, when we're not really in roster mania type season and off season where all these crazy rumors are swirling around where we have all these hypotheticals, it's kind of like a slow. But this week we got some great stuff. Um, First thing came out like right after we recorded the last podcast. I I think it might have even came out the night that we recorded or like the next day. It was very close. But Miami Heretics, everybody by this point, I'm sure has heard about it, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because it, like I said, came out after. Um, Heretics, for those of you that don't know, is a pretty big Spanish organization, I think, especially over there in Spain. They're, like, massive. Um, The last time they were involved in Call of Duty was Black Ops 4 when they had an all-Spanish team that was honestly pretty good. It was, like, top 6, top 8 all the time. Like, they would constantly, like, if they had a bad event, it'd be, like, a top 12. A good event, maybe a top 6. Pretty consistently top 8. Um, the last time yeah. I can remember watching them play is I remember I was at BO4 Champs and they they played Optic there in winner's bracket. I'm pretty sure like winner's round two, maybe it was. Uh, I don't remember. Like something like that. They were at Champs for sure, obviously. And they, they you know, they had a good Black Ops 4 year. Um, they're apparently going to partner with the Mutineers parent company to create an org um, called the Miami Heretics. So that's pretty cool. They're apparently going to have a Spanish focus to their roster. Um, Rumored roster of Eric Boom, Lucky Journey, Medals, and Vickle. So obviously, the one odd guy out that we really haven't seen in the league ever would be Eric Boom. But we've I've heard his name a lot, so that must mm-hmm. be he is pretty talented. Because I, like I said, I'm not as in touch 
with the non-NA um, challenger scene. But then Lucky yeah. Journey Medals were all part of that BO4. They've been playing basically uh, together off and yeah. on forever. <laughs> and then obviously everybody listening is probably familiar with Vickle as he's currently in the league. But honestly, Lucky Journey Medals are all talented players. And from what I've heard of the Eric Boom fella, he's a pretty good um, player. And Vickle's been impressive at times. Yeah. He's looked pretty good. So could be a potentially good team. It's amazing for the league because that Spanish fan base is huge. I just yeah. wish it was a Spanish-based team. I wish they were in um barcelona madrid something like that but you mm-hmm. know with the, the way the league's going it seems like they're going to be shrinking down to almost na only yeah no expansion yet <laughs> but if they were in spain i feel like kind of like how paris should have been how like all of the uk seems to have rallied around ravens even though ravens have pretty much sucked for the majority of their cdl existence like the uk still goes crazy for them mm-hmm. and like how paris should have been like we know from the ESWC events, like we see when like Scump has that like famous clip on um, Stronghold, and that's at ESWC where he's playing against Splice and he gets like a like, crazy kill streak. Yep, um, shooting buddies. <laughs> like that's in Paris and the crowds going nuts. And, like Paris is known to have, in France in general, known to have great crowds for Call of Duty. And um, you know, if if the Legion would have been able to tap into that at all, that could have been crazy. So I, I really wish that they were going to be in Spain because I think the fan base would be crazy. But I still think going to be good because. That fan base has been itching to get back in COD, and you know all those folks over in Spain are going to be supporting like crazy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very excited to see, and I can't wait for it, to be honest, because yeah. they're, they're so hyped up in uh, BO4 with the FAMOS, FAMOS. And all yeah. That. And I also do think it seems like a decent location, because I could just be completely talking wrong here, but I think there's a pretty heavy like Spanish-speaking population in like southern Florida and Miami. I think like Southern Florida, Miami specifically, I know that from like hearing about that with the heat, like there are a ton of Hispanic fans down there. So, you know, if there's a ton of Spanish speakers, maybe they'll rally around a team being based in Spain, which seems like a very good geographic location for a team um, based in Spain. hundred percent. So that is very cool. I'm excited for that. Any, any global expansion is the best thing possible for the league, grabbing Mm -hmm. fan bases from other countries. Um, So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yes, uh, yes, some yes. more negative news for the CDL, um, potentially negative, depending on how you look at it. Um, Activision admits that there's concern over the longevity of the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League. I have the specific quote here. I'll read quick. So it reads, our collaborative arrangements for our professional esports leagues, aka the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League, continue to face headwinds which are negatively impacting the operations and potentially the longevity of the leagues under the current business model. We continue to work to address these challenges, which could result in significant costs, and such efforts may prove unsuccessful. Um, so that was from their SEC filing, which is basically, in simplified terms, like they have to talk uh, on their business calls because they are a publicly traded company and kind of have to let people know how things are going. And um, that's essentially a, a negative for the CDL and um, yeah. WL, saying that you know they're facing troubles. Uh, with the longevity of the leagues with their current business model and they're looking um, to address them, but it could be unsuccessful. Um, Interesting. Now, Jacob Hale kind of received a lot of backlash because he's basically saying this could be a hundred times setback for the CDL and Cody Sports could die as we know it. I kind of instantly, I was like one of the first people to jump on it, I feel like, and kind of quoted it where like, I see where you're coming from where it could be negative, but I just don't think that's the case. The CWL, I don't think would instantly come back and just like a snap of a finger. 
but like the Cod mm-hmm. esports infrastructure, we're seeing Scump constantly hit over 100K and the CDL stream hitting over 100K and like breaking viewership records all this year for concurrence. Um, there's way too big of a fan base and everything for it to just cease to exist because the CDL dies. It might dip for a year and struggle as it gains its foot, but way too many people out there and big personalities that would want to want to see it succeed. So I don't think it dies, but definitely is concerning that they tried to make a league and you know it would fail. Yeah. But also, I think we all know that uh, they definitely didn't go into it with the, the best plans in place to have it succeed. Yeah, I fully agree on that. <laughs> the city-based model may be a little bit too early. I, I definitely see the merit in it, and I, I think it could definitely work, but I think they maybe jumped into the whole city-based model a little bit before Call of Duty and esports as a whole were ready for it. Yeah, good idea, but well, it's a little bit early. Yeah, we, I mean, we see success stories of it like, Perfect example this weekend, Rocker on LAN. Mm-hmm. Crazy looking like sellout crowd, fans all from Minnesota going crazy for the team. Like it can have its benefits like that, but there are certainly some gaps and you have to have everybody bought in to do so. And when you have teams like Vegas Legion not activating their home home market at all, it's a little bit tough in certain situations. But yep. we'll have to see. I don't have that much concern for Cod Esports long term. It's been around for this long with no support in the beginning to to now. Um, I think it's going to take a lot more than the CDL ceasing to exist and going back to a CDL or CWL type era or Call of Duty to yeah. die out. I mean, who knows? We get a lot of orgs back in if the CDL doesn't exist and we go back to a CWL style format. We get a lot of the orgs that people love back in, most likely. Yeah. Definitely. They don't want to pay the 25 mil. <laughs> Ridiculous buy in price right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could see your Cloud Nines, your. Your TSMs maybe come back that I haven't been in since like Black Ops Three. You could even see like your Luminosities, who are technically, I mean, Surge, obviously, but they could go back to being Luminosity. Like Rise. Um, yeah, Rise could get back in. They've wanted. They've apparently been rumored to want um, into the CDL for a while now. You could have like your um, Splices, who are technically partnered with like Ultra. Mm-hmm. Splice could come back like these big name orgs, and who knows? Maybe some of them would stay. Like maybe Splice would just want to keep the Ultra name, or like yeah. Version One. Maybe they wouldn't want to go to the version one name they could just keep like their team name is like the rocker version yeah. one rocker or something name their call of duty team that mm-hmm. um but yeah kind of sad news is we obviously don't want to see that league implode because that'll probably mean a lot of jobs lost for people so we don't want to see it implode but um it is interesting to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of the future of call of duty esports and see where it goes yep yep i mean both of us have seen it go through its ebbs and flows for a long time from before the CWL was a thing, to the CWL, and then to the CDL. We've seen the ebbs and flows, and it's been pretty successful in all states in terms of, you know, popularity. For the most part. So, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty successful. I, I don't think they'll have an issue keeping it successful here. Yeah, they'll find a way. Yeah. Um, we had some beef on the timeline also over the weekend. Um, back to some more fun stuff. We had uh, <laughs> mainly, I would say, Gunless versus Beans. It's kind of the big one from the weekend. Um, There's other random ones like Boston versus um, Boston versus Rocker with the whole breach wouldn't turn off EQ on land. Then Rocker was kind of saying like that's pathetic. Um, the big one was the gunless one though. Like gunless was talking about how like Beans screamed "Oh my god!" after shooting two people that weren't looking at him, and then Beans basically was calling him weird for saying it. Um, and then Gunless started kind of going at him and Beans was calling him out for not being in the league. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Gumless basically hit him with the championships and MVP check. You don't have any. Uh, and then sure Boston's <laughs> owner got involved and was like, don't pay him any mind. He's not in the league. Um, you know, both of us, I'm, I'm sure, have our opinion on this. Um, you know, Gumless is an all-time legend and one of the greatest players of all time that had some unfortunate circumstances hit him. You know, a little bit of a maybe hothead, not the greatest teammate early on that cost him some opportunities. And then, you know, a sickness, unfortunate oh. situation last year on LAG. Mm-hmm. Um, He's playing good, too, before. That. Yeah. Cause, I mean, he was still playing, like, for basically, like, not being able to eat and feeling terrible all the time, throwing up constantly and all that. He was still dropping, like, point nines. <laughs> like, he wasn't, yeah. for what he was going through, Um, he wasn't really playing that bad. Just unfortunate situations. I really hope we see him in the league next year. But uh, interesting beef going on in the timeline. If we're, if we're talking careers, uh, I think we all know. Who has it beat? But I thought it was a little weird that Boston's owner got into it. Yeah, uh, I don't think he needed to say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird because, you know, Gunless is a good player. You never know. You may uh, want to sign that boy in the future. Yeah. Well, that might rule out, like you said before. Gunless yeah. to Boston. <laughs> yeah, Gunless might have to cross one team off his list for um, teams that he could potentially go to. But yeah, that was a, a weird beef on the timeline. Um, some other related news to. Uh, just the MW2 game as a whole. Apparently, Tim the Tatman and Nick Merckx are getting skins in the game. I feel like I have the same opinion as a lot of people. I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, my opinion on it is it's very cool. These are two people that are very deserving. I mean, they're extremely popular in the video game and streamer community and in first-person shooters in general. You know, Tim played a lot more ranked play when it first came out this year. You know, he he's synonymous with COD. You know, he, he's been around for a while. Not mm-hmm. really known for playing COD, I will say, though. Um, maybe a little bit more Warzone. Nick Merckx obviously hasn't touched any Call of Duty. You know, I first really knew of Nick Merckx from his his Black Ops 3 wager days. Yep. Obviously, it's not where he first came around, but that's where I first kind of learned who he was, was the Black Ops 3 wager days. Um, and then, obviously, played a lot of Warzone when it first came out. Hasn't touched it in a while. He's been playing, like, competitive Apex, I think. I think it's very cool those guys are getting skins in the game, and I understand why, because, I mean, they're two of the biggest streamers on Earth. So I fully understand from a business perspective why they are, but I... I feel like it's just kind of disrespectful to some more of the COD OGs. Like, regardless of what other content creators you want to say, how is Scump not the first person to get a skin of a creator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think you can find any creator who's done more for Call of Duty than Scump, besides maybe you could argue from the content perspective, like some of the phase OG guys like Rain, um, Banks, Temper, those guys. Yeah. Pomage. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little weird. Well, they'll have Scump have to be the first competitive ranked skin or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think you're probably in the same boat. You understand why those two guys get it. They're like the biggest streamers on earth. They're going to yeah. sell, but mm-hmm. like, you're still going to sell. I think in Call of Duty, you would probably sell more Scump skins than yeah. Tim or Nick Merckx. It's debatable because they are so big um, in terms of like the the Battle Royale space and all that. and like just non-competitive viewers so it's definitely debatable but like scump is synonymous with cod like you can talk to people that haven't played a video game in 10 years at your job if they're like somewhat under the age of like 30 and they probably know who scump is or they know who yeah. optic is and He's that's mostly because of scump. <laughs> nate yeah. chat would be another guy that should be in my opinion one of the first guys i feel like the first duo to get skins in call of duty should be nate shot and scump mm-hmm. they did help call of duty so much in the beginning Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, it's cool for Nick Merckx and Tim. Absolutely. They definitely are deserving people to get skins. It's just interesting how none of like the original face snipers are getting skins or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe down, down the line, they'll bring them out. But yeah, I sure hope so. Uh, Cause they're definitely deserving. Um, now let's talk a little bit here. Well, this will be our transition into our match this weekend, like a, a little bit of a, a bridge here from the news portion but let's talk about the match of the weekend here optic versus phase um can we even call this a rivalry at this point for right now obviously like in general still the optic phase even if one of them is literally horrible in the worst team in the league it's always going to bring in viewers because it's optic versus phase it's still yes on paper rivalry but currently in this title of mw2 can we even call this matchup a rivalry no yeah they just basically getting shit on every time. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like it'd be a different story if like Optic was up, um, like let's say Optic was up in, in the in the series five zero or whatever. But you know it was a, a map five round eleven. The heart points were within ten points. It was just super close, and you know going game five every time. And Faze just couldn't get over the hump, but it was very close. You could still say it's a rivalry because they're playing each other very close. Mm-hmm. But it has been domination, like. This weekend's match, pure domination. Um, unfortunately, Breaking Point doesn't have the stats up, so we can't, you know, really get into individual matches here as we stand. But anybody that watched that series knows that was a domination. It's like like phases like helpless in the match, all three maps basically. It's like you knew that series was over after map two. Um, obviously, it's pretty easy to say um, over after a two zero lead, but it was like. Optic dominated them in the hard point. You know, nothing new there. And then FaZe had their best search and destroy map right mm-hmm. there against Optic. And they had the lead. Dashy wins that 1v1. They force around 11. And Optic wins it in round 11. And once Optic won that in round 11, I was like, oh, yeah, the series is done. And uh, apparently yeah. FaZe, I don't think FaZe has beat them in control either this year. I think now Optic's 5-0 and against them in control. 5-0 and against them overall in series and now 5-0 and in control. Jeez. Optic's not the, like, the best control team either. <laughs> No, Optic is, I think I saw a thing before the match that in terms of like control, I don't know if it goes purely off, I think it goes purely off win-loss record. I think Optic is the eighth best control team in the game. So they're a below average control team technically based on um, their ranking and FaZe was seven. So, you know, FaZe not great either, but clearly Optic's worst game mode is control. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're undoubtedly the best hardpoint team in the game. I think we almost have to call them the best team in the game right now. Because Thieves started 0-2, but you know, it is that whole Thieves online. Like, when it still gets to land, I don't know, I st- you still could make an argument that picking Thieves over Optic is is a decent pick, because they have their number on land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, yeah, Optic's yeah, probably the best team right now. Yeah, I think I think you have to call them the best team right now, but I also think if somebody wants to make the argument that that's crazy recency bias, I'm not going to argue with you because we just did come off um, like what a week or two ago. Thieves won the event. Mm-hmm. One zero and two weekend doesn't automatically make Optic better than them. Although, like I said, I think you play that grand final ten times. Optic probably wins five, and Thieves probably win five. I think they're that even of teams. So, like, I think it's just an ebb and flow. Next week, Optic could go zero and two because they do have two really tough matches. Like. Optic could lose to where is it? Optic could lose to who they play this week, uh, Surge and Ultra. 
And then yep. Thieves only plays Mutineers. Mm-hmm. So like Thieves come out of the weekend with a win over Mutineers, the only team they play, and Optic goes 0-2 against Seattle, and Ultra we might be right back to calling Thieves best team in the game. Yeah, it's With those two teams, they're just so close right now that it's just going to kind of ebb and flow, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Optic did go round 11 with, uh, with Vegas, despite the fact that, you know, they were maybe testing out their map pool. They auto-veto Embassy Hardpoint usually, and they played that. Um, and they did go round 11. But mm-hmm. Optic get yeah. the win. You know, I you can see the stats on the Call of Duty League website, by the way, if we want to talk about a match and you pull them up, but it's it's not as not as in detail or good as breaking point, in my opinion, but you can kind of see some of the stats on there. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think the general basis of that question, you can't even call Optic versus Phase a rivalry right now until Phase wins a match. Yeah. I agree. It's obviously in principle, it's kind of like a classic sports rivalry where like, I don't know, being from Wisconsin, even though I'm not a fan, the one I think of is like Packers Bears. It's obviously still a rivalry and they're going to play extra hard when they play each other. And, you know, everybody gets up for it because, you know, it, it is a rivalry. But like. Just like that matchup where the Packers have won like every match or every game for the last 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. That one isn't really a rivalry until the team that keeps losing wins a match finally. Yeah, definitely. It's like a optic, optic basically the Cold War phase against Optic. Yeah, we're and and in that game you couldn't really call it a rivalry either because FaZe had won it so much. Yeah, it, it's like I'm not getting my point across of what I want to say. I don't know if you can explain it in a better way, but it's like it is technically still a rivalry. Yes, it's like Yankees Red Sox. Yankees Red Sox will always be a rivalry. It's like the biggest rivalry in sports. But like if the Yankees go twelve in a row against the Red Sox in a year, or let's say the Yankees, I don't even know. I haven't followed baseball as much closely, but say the Yankees and Red Sox play 15 times in a year and the Yankees go 14 and one against them for that year. It's, you can't even really call it a rivalry because they dominated them so much. Yes. The rivalry still exists. It still is in a way, but you know what I mean? For that year, it's like, it was mm-hmm. too dominant to even call it two sided. Yeah. Is what it is right now for optic and phase. Yep. Phase needs to figure it out against optic. <laughs> they want to yeah, do something. They're going to figure it out quickly because uh, odds are if they want to win champs um, or win major five, they're probably going to have to go through optic at some point with the way optics looking. Yeah. looked scary though for them right now. Yeah. Um, another team to talk about from this weekend, a weird weekend for them. Subliners. They lose to Vegas in a map five and then they beat thieves in a map five. Um, very odd. They almost, they're, they're trying a little bit after being up, 2-0. Yeah, up 2-0 on Thieves. Let them force a map 5. and then They kind of handled them in the map 5, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly think it was the fact that the control, like they, they beat them down pretty good in the map 1 and map 2. And then Thieves kind of you know rolled them in the control. I feel like that gave Thieves the momentum. Um, yeah. Rough weekend from Kenny, though. He had a, yeah. a .71 in that series against Subliners. I'm going to go pull up. What did he have against Ultra? It was not good against Ultra. Uh, unless um, he had 42 deaths in the first map. <laughs> yeah, he had a point six eight uh, against yeah. Ultra. So point seven one was his high KD between the two matches. Um, <laughs> my concern level for Thieves, I don't know if yours differs, is about zero. Uh, it's, I, it's, they'll be just fine. They played two really good teams, had a tough weekend, lost. Kenny had a rough weekend. He's not going to continue to do that um, on LAN. Thieves are still a top two team. They're fine. 
they won't right turn Steve's an optic and then everybody else is on a, a lower tier. Ultra mm-hmm. may be approaching. The Ultra did 3-0 surge and 3-1 thieves. They might be right back up there. So Ultra is on my watch. I honestly, I, I feel like I got to whisper when I say this. I think for the first time, probably in the CDL era, FaZe are not a top three team currently. You might be right. I think oh, they're yeah. fourth. They're, they're like, certainly behind Thieves and Optic. That's for sure. Yeah. That, that are, is, are they fourth behind Ultra? I think I have to put them fourth behind Ultra right now. I think so too. Now they're still going to get top three on LAN at major, um, at major five because that's just what they do. Yeah, top three, top three, top three, top two. Yeah, win an event, bunch of top threes, a second. Like they're still going to end up top three because they just always do. One of the other teams will get upset, whether it's mm-hmm. Thieves. Ultra optic or whatever, but um, I think for the first time in a long time, we have to say that Phase are are not a top three team, and that's just wild to to say. But they aren't right now. They definitely are. they need to fix some things, especially with the uh, Simp not doing so well again. I mean, yeah, and they they did beat LAG. Um, yeah, but I want Simp to be playing good against Optic. <laughs> yeah, and Simp had a 1.1, which was the lowest on his team. He went 46 and 42 overall. But like once again, it's just an LAG team that is an absolute shambles. It's kind of hard to use that mm-hmm. as an actual takeaway. But yeah, Simp against Optic, what did he actually have? It was it was a poor series. Like I don't need to 0.64. know what his KD was. Yeah, 0.64. I mean, I test that even like that 0.64 was a, a true rough. It wasn't like he was, you know. Tons of assists. He had 16 assists, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just eye test wise, it was a rough series for Simp. He's not the the normal Simp playmaker we're used to seeing. Even Selium got kind of shut down. A 0.86. Rare to see Selium uh, that low. Yeah. And also Selium, only nine assists. So he wasn't even like putting in the damage to get those assists either. Um, yeah, he's played bad, really. <laughs> yeah, just but I don't know. And it was a part of them playing bad, but part of Optic was also just shutting them down. Yeah. So honestly, overall rough weekend for Phase. Once again, my concern level for Phase very minimal. I still expect them to be in winners bracket of the tournament. Still expect them to be there on Sunday. Yeah. Kind of what it is. I don't really have much to talk about for uh, you know our Florida, our LAG, our London. Um, they're trying. They're trying their best. They're there. They exist. Um, Rocker went one and one on LAN. I love, I, I will always and forever support any team doing a local event. I love that Rocker did it. The crowd looked amazing. Shout out mm-hmm. to you, Minnesota. I hope everybody had a fantastic time at the event. Rocker, they do it right. Um, still, I have to say the, the org I, I just love the most in CDL. I don't like to show any bias, no matter what players I'm rooting for, but Rocker, the org that just does it right for their local market. So shout out to Rocker for putting on another fantastic event. Wish we could have gone, but. A little bit of a drive for us. Yep. And uh, they do it right, and that's for damn sure. Yeah, they're an org that I will forever and always respect, even if, um, like, when I see version one in other esports, I know they were in Valorant for a little bit. I like to, you know, support them just because I, I like the way their org runs. But mm-hmm. other team from this weekend, Boston, you know, no EQ being turned off. They do take out Minnesota. Good weekend for them in Vivid's first match back. The pace was certainly there, Vivid and Kremp. Um, yeah, one thing I like to see from this weekend though, Awakening uh, and Beans engagement seem to be more on par. And Awakening had a 1.41, Beans had a 
uh, I like to see that. I like to see their their engagements being, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit more even. You would think maybe Kremp and Vivid would just be flying, um, but Kremp actually lowest engagements on the team. Yeah, good to see they're moving. The ARs are moving now. <laughs> yeah, and Boston is a team that plays at a blistering pace. It seems to be why they like are one of those random teams that give Optic trouble. Now Optic usually still beats them. But for that reason, they are one of the teams that gives Optic trouble because they're the one of the only teams that matches their pace. So mm-hmm. I like what I saw from Boston this weekend. Yeah, I do. Um, we mentioned them already, but I like what I saw from Vegas as well. Round 11 loss to Optic. Man, would that have been a weekend for Vegas if they would have went 2-0? Oh. That would have been so good for them. So good for them. Because um, this week, they do play phase very tough. Um, and then they play Rocker, which... They're going to obviously that's a huge match mm-hmm. um, in terms of standings wise. Um, and even Boston is, is not out of the woods yet. If, if Rocker and um, Legion continue to win matches because Boston does still have matches coming up against uh, phase subliners surge. Um, so tough matches coming up for Boston. But yeah, that's about all I've got for our, our match from this previous weekend. Talking about some of those teams. You got nothing else? We can jump on into predictions. Mm, I was saying, no, not really. Just Vegas at least got one win. Yeah, it's so unfortunate that they couldn't get that second one for their sake. That would have really, really, really helped their cause. Um, but they've got a big weekend coming up because if they can upset FaZe, um, they go into a match against Minnesota where they could gain 20 points. If they win both, and Minnesota only has the one match against Vegas, so they could mm-hmm. gain zero, and I believe that would tie them up. Yeah, That'd be crazy. Um, let's Go get these Vegas. predictions going, though. Yes, so, sir. from last week, both had a very good week, honestly, in terms of predictions. Um, they're pretty above average. I mean, if I'm looking at your totals, I believe that would nine points is what you got. That would be tied for your second best week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got 12 points, which would be like tied for my third highest. So pretty good overall, uh, for both of us. And I don't know, like this is scientific, uh, hard facts here, but when I look at it, uh, I had one, two, three, four matches with exact map counts and winner, right. And you also had four, um, you know, when there are nine matches, uh, on a weekend or 10, 10 matches on a weekend. Yeah. 10. You know, four for ten in terms of perfect map count is pretty damn good. Um, yeah, you got your four pointer exactly right with that Atlanta three zero over LAG, but LAG didn't end up costing you later when you picked them over Florida. Uh, honestly, you were going to smoke me this weekend, but you went zero for three on Sunday, and I went three and zero on Sunday with two correct map predictions. Yeah, that's Sunday. I'll just unlucky. <laughs> yeah, and you only lost by three points despite me kind of rolling you. Uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday so pretty good weekend um, I'm up 12 to 9 in our score same thing as we always do uh, you can make the prediction if you get the map count right you get a bonus point on top of either putting one or two point bets on the match we each get one match to put four on and you get the first right to pick this week because I won week one um, so you can veto it away Side for these predictions so when I was looking through these first day uh, kind of some duds of matches uh, we got toilet bowl for match one um, toilet Bowl Part Two, <laughs> Toilet Bowl, yeah, another kind of Toilet Bowl type match. Uh, but Boston, a good team playing Florida, that could be a, a decent match. And then I guess Atlanta versus Vegas is interesting because of the whole champs run. Unfortunately for me, this weekend, I uh, gotta get this out there. 
I won't be able to watch too much Friday and Saturday. I am the best man in a wedding this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Rehearsal dinner Friday night and wedding Saturday. So very, very busy weekend um, for me. One of my cousins, like my best friend on earth, is getting married this weekend. So uh, I got a lot to do at the wedding. Going to be really busy. So it's going to be uh, the Brock Carey show for knowledge of the Friday and Saturday matches. Uh, should be able to catch Sunday potentially, but very busy weekend for me with the wedding. Um, I so, do my uh, best. <laughs> I'm making these predictions and hopefully I just look at the matches and I get them all right. Um, but London versus LAG is our first match. The toilet bowl. You are just chucking a dart at a wall for this one and hoping it sticks. Where are you going? All right. Uh, <laughs> three, three, two LAG. Yeah, I'll put four points. We're doing it again. <laughs> You're going four points on this one. Yep, I'm. I, I'm. I'm doing it. So you said LAG three two. Yep. And four, four points. points. It just, I it mean, just like at this point, you kind of have to. Like you got to go all in. Technically, I did win the season series with the whole three one, but we were saying like you know your last major, your bracket was so much better than mine last major. Um, with you know getting the grand finals teams right and getting the winner right. Uh, so we feel like you almost earned a point for us to like say it's tied going to this one because you dominated the bracket. <laughs> um, but you're you're really risking it all here. I was going to go with London anyways, but this makes me more motivated to go with London. I'm going to say it's a 3-2 London, and I'm only going to put one point on it because I feel no confidence picking either of these teams ever in anything. I actually do think London's the better team, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. I had LAG's that. mental seems so chalked. Yeah. It's just fitting. I got cost a bunch of points before biology. You might as well. Oh, know. yeah. You have to pick them almost. I'd be kind of disappointed in you if you didn't, but we don't have to spend any time in this match because this is an actual toilet bowl match. Yeah. Um, next match is, you know, one team that really doesn't have a chance of making champs in Florida, but it is an interesting one because uh, I do think Florida could play them somewhat competitive. Yeah. While I have that said, I'm still picking Boston. I think Florida takes a map off them. Maybe the search and destroy, I'll say. Maybe map one. I don't know. I think they take map one or two, but Boston wins 3-1. And I'm putting two points on it. Yeah. Um, Florida can play spoiler here for uh, you know maybe Vegas. Potentially. It would get very Boston. interesting if Florida beats Boston because that's one of the matches you would not expect Boston to lose. And I can't remember exactly who I said they play, but I know they play like Seattle NYSL phase maybe. Yeah, yeah. Thieves. like they play besides this Florida match, their next three matches are very tough. Yeah, I'm also gonna do Boston three to one. I was copy you, I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, it feels too fitting. Like, you, you respect Florida enough that they can make it close, but like Boston is the better team. Mm-hmm. You got two points on that one as well. Yeah, I gotta figure out where I want to put my four points because I honestly I expected you to take LAG over London, but I did not expect it to be the four points. Now that opens up the board for me. <laughs> <laughs> thinking maybe using it in this next match, but I don't feel super confident about either team in this next match. Um, then there's certainly a candidate for the first match of, of Saturday to put four points on. First two matches. I was honestly planning on you putting it on either the Atlanta versus London or LAT versus Florida. Yeah. Um, and then I was just going to do the other one, but now I got to decide which one of those two I want to put it on. Um, but the last match of Friday, honestly, a very intriguing matchup Atlanta versus Vegas. Um, obviously very intriguing because of the fact that Atlanta is, you know, struggling a little bit right now and Vegas, their life is on the line. They had a huge win last week against a good NYSL team 
to you know keep themselves afloat for a chance at winner's bracket here, which they very much need. Um, you think Vegas can get it done, or you think Atlanta bounce back? Vegas played Optic pretty well, even though Optic was playing not their best maps. But I'm going to pick an upset with Vegas. 3-2. to two. I'll put two points on it. I was actually going to do the same thing. Uh, I'll change like, it up. I'll go one point, but I'm also going to pick Vegas 3-2. I just, they have so much motivation. I feel like FaZe are going to be in the point where they're trying to like figure things out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe they're trying some stuff out, figuring it all out because they have champs qualified and they slip up. Vegas beats them. What are you going to say about the match? I was going to say it's Clay versus uh, basically yeah, FaZe. <laughs> old team. Not really old yeah. team, but he's, he's been on FaZe in the yeah. past. <laughs> Simp and uh, Clay were tweeting at each other too for Clay's birthday, and I we'll talk about it depending on how Phase's season winds up. But why can't Old Man Clay have one last run with Simp and BZ next year and just be the main air on Phase? Who says no? I think that if um, Phase had Clay this year, they would have won two events. Clay does bring that different type of energy and all that. I think Clay would improve this team more than Slasher has this year. Mm-hmm. I think they'd be better. And they won one event with Slasher. I think they, at minimum, win that one event with Clay. And I think maybe they steal one of those other events that somebody else won. Yeah. Not saying Slasher's bad. It's just not really the right fit. No. And, and Clay with Clay's history, I don't know. I feel like Clay just fits the team a little better. I'll be interested. But that's something for a, a whole different podcast. Yeah. I don't have to dive too much into that. But speaking of that phase team, they kick off our, our Saturday Atlanta versus London. I mean,. This is oh I also put a, a money sign here in a little predictions. Um, so there are a lot of wager matches. This is one of those bounty matches where the winner gets 10k. Maybe a little bit extra motivation for London to try here, but I mean, you, you pick in London or are you just rolling with phase three oh? Three oh phase. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming I'll, you're putting your max two points on it. Yeah. Yeah. Faze has got to win this one. If they don't win this one, then they're actually in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm going phase three on. This is where my four points are going. I was kind of looking at it, and I was like, I trust Florida, and more than London is uh, the next match where I was thinking about putting those points. Um, mm-hmm. And I also trust Faze more than Thieves right now online, even though I do believe Thieves are the better team. Uh, they're a little bit more shaky online. They tend to be have bad splits. Um, and there is like a weird curse where if you win an event this year, you kind of suck. And the next qualifiers, uh, yep. it's happening again as Thieves started 0-2. But yeah, I mean, to me, Atlanta really needs to go 2-0 this this weekend. Like, Obviously, we both picked Vegas, but Vegas is a team that Atlanta should beat. Yeah, They should beat London. They need to go 2-0 for a, a nice confidence boost this weekend. Yep. Uh, our next match, also a bounty match, 10K on the line. LAT versus Florida. You doing anything wild here, or is LAT locked and loaded? Uh, LAT, but like, it's gonna be close. Face to be close. LAT's gonna underestimate. You know, Florida, the scrappy. Three to two. I'll put one point on it. Damn it! I was actually gonna go three two as well on this one. <laughs> I was gonna say Florida. You know, grind it out. Not enough. I think Thieves. Uh, actually, I honestly think this is gonna be like a weird series where I think like Thieves blows them out map one. Florida blows them out map two and then um i think lat blows them out in the control and then i think florida shockingly takes the map four mm-hmm. 
I make it a 2-2, and then I think Thieves win in a close map five. Actually, I'm going to put two on it, but I'm going to say Thieves also 3-2. You've got to ice up in the end. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, we get one taste of a good match before we go right back into the, the terrible match in the next one. It's Seattle versus Optic. Optic here for me have entered the territory of where like phase has been the last couple of years where you just have to pick them every single time basically mm-hmm. because they just win so much optic are so good at hard point i think they'll take the map one i think they'll take the map two i think they'll take the map three i've got optic three oh and i'm putting two points on it i i do think seattle certainly has a talent to shoot back and make this an interesting series and even potentially win but it's hard to pick against optic and i just like how deep their map pool is. They basically just have one auto veto and they're good at every other map for most game modes. I like that against a Seattle team that I don't know has any like top tier maps in their pool. Yeah. I'll give I'll give Seattle one map three to one. And I'll, I'll just I'll put two points as well. Uh yeah, it, it's just it's it's very hard to pick against Optic. I feel like the only way you can pick against them right now is if they're playing like a Hirano who they play on Sunday. Um, or a Thieves. Right now, it's probably the only way you can pick against Optics if they're playing one of those other top three teams. Yeah. I would say normally FaZe, but right now, you can't pick FaZe against them. You yeah, did would, it last week. <laughs> yeah, I would or pick... further notice, you can. Yeah, maybe I would pick Seattle if uh, Max is not struggling a lot, but he's been struggling. Yeah, when Seattle's going like... for him. That's true. Maybe even like NYSL if they're on their right form. But right now, like the only two teams you can reliably not be looked at weird if you pick is like probably Toronto and Thieves over Optic. Yeah. Um, speaking of back to our, our terrible matches, uh, our last match of Saturday was another bounty match. Um, NYSL versus LAG. 10K on the line. Are you going with LAG again, putting all your points on them for the one of the last weeks you can this year? Uh, no, cause they already won. They're already gonna beat London up top, so they're they're not gonna <laughs> go two and zero. They're gonna lose, but close three three to two, game five. Putting one or two on it. I put one. Uh your boys are getting smoked three <laughs> zero. Uh, I'm going with New York in a three zero fashion, putting two points on that. Throwing a lot of points on a lot of these matches, but there are some lopsided ones. Maybe LAG gets a map or two, but I mean, come on. New York's fighting for champ seeding and, you know, major seeding, and LAG is basically just looking ahead to the offseason. Yeah, uh, Minnesota versus Vegas kicks off uh, our Sunday as if these teams needed any extra motivation for this match. It is also a bounty match. 10K on the line. These teams shouldn't need, I mean, if the extra motivation you needed for this match came from uh, the 10K bounty that's on the line you're not competing for the right reasons let's be honest Mm -hmm. the the fact that this is a crucial match for champs seating um if vegas has beat unless i'm thinking i don't have the standings up i don't know if you can find them or not but um unless i'm thinking of it wrong i believe if vegas beats atlanta they'll be coming into this match with a chance to tie up in terms of points against minnesota or even if they lose to vegas they'll be playing this match to cut it within 10 so either way, it's going to be a crucial match regardless of if they beat FaZe or not. I think uh, it also will be a crucial right match. Yeah, down 20. So if they beat it, uh, Atlanta will be for the tie Yep. in this match. And if even if they lose to Atlanta, they'll cut it within 10. And regardless, this will be a massive match no matter what because if they do beat Atlanta, they're 2-1. and one, So this match would be to guarantee winners. 
for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do lose to Atlanta, this would be to really keep their winners' hopes alive to get to two and two. So regardless, this match is going to be massive, no matter what happens earlier on Friday. I think Vegas is going to do it. I'm going to pick them to win 3-1. And I'm only going to put one point because I don't feel confident this is a very big toss-up match to me. And I think a lot of people probably still favor Minnesota, but I, I don't know. I, there's something about this this Vegas team when it matters. I, I trust Clay to get it done. Yeah. I'm also going to pick Vegas, but in a 3-2, round 11, TJ Halley 1v2 wins it. <laughs> EJ 1v2. Who's he? If, we got to know who he's beaten in the 1v2, just so if it happens, we can call you a genius. What two players in Minnesota is um, taking out in the 1v2? It's fame. Fame and Afro. Afro's staying alive. No, no hyper aggressive first blood. You got him taking out fame and Afro. Okay, if that happens, <laughs> bookmark this, everyone. I'll put two points on it, too. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Two points on Vegas. TJ clutching up for you. Um, our second match of Sunday is a fantastic match. Really, our last two matches are both incredible on Sunday. Sunday's a good day of matches. I'm glad that's the one day I have a, a decent chance at watching because, you know, Friday's okay. Saturday's honestly pretty bad. It's one good match and three kind of snoozers. Yeah. Uh, Sunday is fantastic. Three bangers. Uh, a crucial match for champ seating and then two of our top three teams and then two very tight teams battling for seating. Um, Toronto versus Optic, though. Like I said, basically impossible to pick against Optic unless you know one of the teams you can maybe pick is Toronto. I will not be doing that. I think Optic takes them out 3-1. I think Toronto takes the search for the control. Optic wins two hard points for sure and closes it out, and I'm putting two points on Optic. I will take... I'll take the opposite of you. Taking Toronto 3-1? Yeah. Two points on it as well? Yep. All right. That'll be a four-point swing for me there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's they're the they're the Cold War phase right now. Just so hard to pick against them. Definitely, though, I will say if one team is going to beat them, Toronto is is right up there as one of the teams that could certainly do it. Toronto did beat a, a phase in Cold War in a tournament. <laughs> that is true. It was online. Yeah, it was. It, it was did online. happen. It did happen. Yep. Insight's first event. Uh, yep, that um, is right. Our last match, though, Brock, Seattle versus Boston. Banger of a match. These teams forever now have felt like they're right next to each other in terms mm-hmm. of our power rankings. They're 5, 6, 6, 7, 4, 5, whatever time of year it is. You know, they seem to always be right next to each other, neck and neck. New look Boston, bounty match, 10K on the line. Who you got, Boston or Seattle? Things could get interesting depending on our results of our other matches because Boston is just, you know, barely hanging on to that that champ spot ahead of both Vegas and Minnesota. Seattle wins it three to one. They take Boston takes the search. But it'll be too much for Cope Sid and Pred, too much for Boston to handle. And I'll put one point on it. Okay. Oh, man, I really also want to go with them. You know the funny part is? Um we were lockstep on Friday, except the LAG versus London match, which could be a huge swing considering you have four points in LAG. We picked the exact same teams on Saturday. And oh, now that, yeah. <laughs> we have, we're opposite in the second match. I always end up picking Seattle and I, I'm not going to stray from it. I think Seattle wins three, two. 
and I'll put another two points on it. So I, I'm going to go a little bit bigger. So, you know, the swings will be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I'm going to put two points on that one. Seattle three, two. I, I, I have a feeling that Boston's going to win it, but I just always pick Seattle. And it's kind of like, a, I can't, it's like when you're playing roulette, you're always picking black. You can't randomly switch to red one time. I got to just keep picking Seattle. They got to hit for me eventually. Right. I picked them to win an event. I picked them to go to the finals and they never do it. Um, going to keep picking them, putting my faith. I like that, the way accuracy's playing. Looking for Mac to have a bounce back. If Mac doesn't bounce back, Seattle will lose the series, though. Yeah, 100%. That's going to do it, though, for our, our predictions there. You got anything else, or you want to wrap it up and get out of here? Um, No, I'm just excited for the Miami Heretics for next year. I'm About very it. excited for that as well. Um, Yeah, Brock and I have a, a little birthday dinner to get to. So I'm going to get you guys out of here. It was a, maybe a little bit shorter episode by like 10 minutes today than normal, but good, fun episode. Lots of fun news to talk about. Um, let's get another round of applause for Brock in the comments. I better see you guys all clapping down there. Um, 35th episode for Brock, um, about six, seven months in, and we're on the road to 1,000 subs. So if you guys could drop a like, comment, and sub on this video, help us get to that 1K mark. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. That's going to do it for this one. Busy weekend for me coming up, so I'm going to try to catch as much of the action as I can and then come back at you guys next week with another episode. We appreciate the support, like I said, as always. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.